Hey, we're live. Thanks for tuning in to 62 Who Knew. I'm Dave Cribbs, and I'm sitting in for your normal host, Mr. Michael Banner. And joining me tonight is our local real estate expert, realtor Jenny Restrepo. Yeah. And also with now Insured Title Agency as well, which Mr. Kevin Overstreet is the owner of Insured Title Agency. Tonight we're going to be talking a little bit about how to get your house stolen in Florida. And that might sound kind of funny at first, but it's actually happening. People are actually stealing homes in Florida, mm -hmm. and yes. it's more common than you may think. So we're going to get into that uh, in just a moment. But let's go back to the title of the show, 62 Who Knew. I love the title. What about you guys? It's great. Yeah, I do. It's perfect. <laughs> I do. And we, you know, when we talk about 62 Who Knew, we're really focusing on the fact that we're living longer lifespans now, and now we have a show that's dedicated to those who are 62 and older in prime years, still so much ahead of us and you know as I was thinking about that and thinking about tonight's show I kind of had some fun and I looked up some ways that we can live longer longer lifespan so there's five fun ways I found I'm gonna share them with you guys tell. <laughs> and uh, you guys tell me what you think but okay. this ought to be good yes. number one if you know David you know this will be good. <laughs> okay so, number one so number one fun ways this is fun ways by the okay. way to live longer. not boring ways number one fun way to live longer have more sex Sounds fun. Okay. That's, Michael's going to kill us now, by the way. <laughs> like, um, might be the last time he's coached. Might be the last time, in. but the ratings are already up when I said that word. Um, so, no, no comment. <laughs> so the number one way, I mean, that was the number one way, right? So it says sex and touching are thought to be essential parts of health. Sex releases an assortment of beneficial chemicals in the body. Sex and touching helps us bond with others, right? Got to be, gotta be a good thing. Yes. Strengthens relationships and increases our own self-worth. Frequent sex may even extend your life by years. Even more than having a pet. Right? <laughs> so I hope my wife's tuning in right now because I want to live longer. That's my goal. Okay. That's nothing to do with sex. Now she's got Immortality memo, should be so your goal with this. Yeah. Right, right. And nothing yes. to do with sex. Just I want to live longer. That's all, honey. Yes. Um, okay, so number two okay. is drink red wine. Drink red wine. It says red wine is packed with uh, resveratrol, resveratrol, hopefully I said that right. Resveratrol. I was in cosmetics, so I think that that's the way you say it. I think you're the expert there. Okay. Uh, and that is an antioxidant, right? So yes. these work to protect your body against the effects of aging. One or two glasses of red wine a day can help keep your body young. Perfect. And putting one and two together is probably a great idea. It's probably three, and I think that's okay. According to the article, it says one or two. No, I mean number so, one and number two. Oh, number one and number two. Okay. <laughs> Maybe uh, you start with number two, work your way right? up to number one. Well, here's the thing. We go to number three. Check okay, this out. Number, number three. three is eat dark chocolate. I know that's disappointing, I isn't mean, it? I mean, Valentine's Day is right around the corner, right. so I think everybody is getting their evening planned out at this point. Get some dark chocolate. Nice bottle of red wine. And some right. privacy. See what and, happens later. And that's just the first three. Wait till we hear the, uh, the next two okay, as well. Okay, all right, number four. So, so dark chocolate, by the way, is a wonderful food that contains a large amount of antioxidants that protect your body from aging. Uh, you know, chocolate, here we go, chocolate, sex, and wine, I, all things that traditionally, like, I would have thought maybe weren't so good for you turn out to be the best things. Okay. Well, as we all get older, so, we have to move away from sex, drugs, and rock and roll <laughs> and head, head towards chocolate, sex, and wine. So. <laughs> right? <laughs> Slow it down just a little bit, but not right. too much. <laughs> exactly. So it says find a good quality dark chocolate. I guess that, that kind of 
cancels out my Babe Ruth, I guess. I don't know. Cadbury. Learn to That's appreciate it and have a bit of it each day. Eating chocolate may lower your blood pressure and cholesterol while providing an energy boost. Awesome. Lovely. That's pretty cool. So, um, number four. What would you guess number four is? I'm going to cover it up. Oh, okay. I just looked. I cheated. I'm sorry. Oh, oh is it on the okay, screen? Okay, I didn't look. Oh. Number four is... It is on Take long walks on the beach. Not long walks on the beach. You're headed down a different direction. Oh, Number four oh. is smile. Oh, smile. Smile. That's a cool thing, right? It says yes. that smiling is a great way to change your attitude, connect with people, and give benefit to your body. Like relaxation, smiling can work to counteract the effects of stress. By forcing ourselves to smile, we trick our body into believing that everything is good. I might need to do that more often. Uh, thereby reducing stress. Like a switch, smiling can actually change your mood. So put on a smile, even if you don't feel like it, and pretty soon you'll okay. be smiling for real. Fake it till you and make it. And it helps with the, your facial muscles, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and... Uh, and <laughs> it's a facelift. That's funny. It's a temporary facelift. I was going to say, when I smile, it makes my wrinkles come, you know, be apparent. So I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I thought I was supposed to not move to try to keep the... You know, your face looking uh, wrinkleless. Maybe number five is Botox. <laughs> number five Number five is relax. 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 Relaxation yeah. is the opposite of stress. While stress brings harmful health effects, relaxation helps our body to rest, heal, and function better. By practically... By practicing daily re relaxing techniques, you can train yourself to turn off your stress and replace it with calm energy. This will improve your blood pressure, heart rate, and ability to cope with life's changes. What do you say about relaxing? Uh, yes, I like to relax. And in summary, if you can do all five of these every single well, day, you will never die. <laughs> hopefully exactly. on the show, 62 Who Knew, we're going to give you some information that will give you that peace of mind that helps you relax. <laughs> that's right. That's if right. your Tonight, house is stolen out from under you, if you, you can't have really a, relax. Right? Having a home and knowing that it's protected <laughs> is probably a key to good relaxation. Absolutely. You don't want your yoga mat outside of your car. Absolutely. That's a great, that's a great segue. You know, um, what, I've, what I found, though, reflecting on these topics, five is like I'm pretty sure you could do all five in one night it just sounds like a great <laughs> evening to me but um, so but yeah Dina, make, block off the calendar for tomorrow night <laughs> <laughs> right exactly and you're supposed to do it every day every okay. night it says every time every night so uh, so hey we had a little bit of fun with that but let's really talk about and, and Jenny just kind of uh, almost segued into that with this whole idea of relaxing when it comes to having some peace of mind security I mean, you guys are in that business, uh, you know, title when it comes to your home, and um, you guys know all the ins and outs, but let's talk about what looks like almost a small epidemic, especially here locally in Florida. Yes. It is, yeah. Let's, um, let's back up a little bit and talk about what title insurance does, okay. and more importantly, what it doesn't do. Um, start with what it is and where it came from. So <clears throat> I'll begin with a story about Abraham Lincoln. And it's not the story that everyone already knows. Uh, this is from when he was a child. So when Abe was a little boy, his father, Tom, purchased a, around 300 acres in Kentucky for around $200, and it included a farm home. And the family went to work on the farm, working the farm, and along came someone with a claim to the land, said, that's my land. And Tom didn't have paperwork to back up the fact that it was his land, so they literally lost the farm. Mm. They were displaced. They moved. They moved to... Um, and this is all historical fact. Yep. These are facts. I, I will get the dates wrong, I'm, I'm sure, but the, the essence of the story is true. Mm -hmm. um, they moved about four miles away to Knob Creek, I think, also okay. in Kentucky. 
Same thing happened to him. They didn't lose the farm that time, but finally Tom said, I'm done with this. And he discovered that in Indiana, there was a bunch of, a lot of uh, government land that, was, that had clear title, and they went and purchased some of that, built a farm, and then Abe made his way to Illinois where he became a lawyer, and we all know what happened then. So <clears throat> that is before title insurance. In something like 1867, Title insurance was created in order to protect people from that happening, and ever since then we've been protecting millions of people um, from title fraud and from the sins of the past coming back and taking property from them. <clears throat> but keep in mind, title insurance is only, it's insuring from a point back in time. So when you purchase your property, the deed is recorded that t puts you in title to your property, and you purchase a title insurance policy, <clears throat> and you are covered. Say that again <clears throat> real quick about the point where title insurance really covers, yep. because I think that's really important key. I think it's the only type of insurance that is like this. You purchase life insurance because you may die in the future. You purchase car insurance because you may get into an accident in the future. You purchase title insurance, and it protects you against the past. <clears throat> One time, so the, the, deed of, uh, the, the deed putting you in title is recorded, mm -hmm. and at that moment, back in time, for, forever, anybody comes from the past and says, I have a right to your property, or I have a lien on that property, or something like that, you're protected against it. Okay. So that's what title insurance is, in a really small nutshell, but what it's not is any type of protection after that. So what we're going to be talking about tonight is what happens, or what can happen, and what is happening rampantly throughout the nation, particularly in Florida, with after the fact, the moment your deed is recorded, the, the, the very minute after that, or the day after that, or five years after that, mm -hmm. you are not protected. That title insurance policy doesn't protect you. And if you go back to the days of Abe Lincoln, well, you have um, the, the documents, they, they became public record at some point. So in something like the 1800s or 1900s, they decided to make public records public, which means anyone can go and inspect the records and copy the records, and that's deeds and mortgages and marriage certificates and death certificates and all of that. There's something like the Freedom of Information Act that mm -hmm. made, made mm -hmm. it to where anybody can see anything. Mm -hmm. However, even 15, 20 years ago, in order to do that, you would literally go to the courthouse physically typically go down into a basement, at least in Missouri where I'm from, where we have basements, and you would do a search of the actual documents. So you're thumbing through the documents and making copies or whatever. So although it was public, it was still somewhat um, restricted because you had to actually go and do that. Mm -hmm. Today we're in the information age, which is great, and Florida is fantastic because all of their public records are online, so companies like ours are able to do our job very easily and very quickly, but so is everyone else. Mm -hmm. So as soon as that deed is recorded and a mortgage is recorded, the mortgage contains your signature and it's public record. So anyone with a computer and internet access can go and find that, see the image, and then they can make a deed, a fake deed, a fraudulent deed, which is what we're going to be talking about today, mm -hmm. that puts them in title to your property and they take it from you. Okay, <clears throat> but I'm living in my home. Let's say I've, I've, because I bought a home recently, right? I have a mortgage, all of that good stuff. I obviously went through title. I, I'm, I've been in the new home now for two years. Mm -hmm. So if someone were to do this, I'm physically in my home. Like how, <clears throat> how can this really affect me? They don't want your house. They don't care anything about your building. <clears throat> They're not gonna take your property. They're gonna take title to your property. So the public records, if you think about the... the um, They're so not after my house. Not after your house. Okay. They're going to take money. They're going to take money from you. They're going to use your house to do it. And what they're going to do 
if you think about the county clerk's office, um, <clears throat> which most people haven't been to, but it's it's the county, and their job is not to validate the documents to okay. prove that they don't have to prove anyone's identity. So I create a fake deed taking David Cribb's property and putting it in Kevin Overstreet's name. <clears throat> it just has to be formatted correctly. The notary can be fraudulent. The signatures can be fraudulent. They don't take your ID and make sure that it's correct with the, with the uh, signatures on the deed. Okay. They do none of that because they assume that's already been done. If it's the correct format and there's a place for them to put their stamp and I paid the fee, they record it and public record just changed. So title has changed to that property from a public record standpoint. <clears throat> so then what I do, oh by the way, that mortgage that you have, I create a fake satisfaction of mortgage, signed by your lender, as far as they know, and you still sit in your house, you and Dean are hanging out, enjoying your five uh, ways to have fun. Five ways to live, live longer. longer. <laughs> live longer, that's Same all thing. I'm interested yeah. in. I don't want any of those things we talked about, I just want to live a little right, bit longer, right. but go ahead. Right. So you're hanging out in your house, you're still making your mortgage payment, your mortgage lender doesn't know that anything has happened okay. because the satisfaction of mortgage done by them that they didn't do, the county doesn't report to them, hey, you have, you have recorded a satisfaction of mortgage. They assume they know because they sent it as far as they know. Okay. <clears throat> also in today's day and age, the electronic age, we also don't have to go to the courthouse to record documents anymore. Electronic recording. We, my title company does hundreds of transactions a year, and we haven't been to the county in four years. Mm -hmm. Everything's done electronically. So the paper doesn't even have to be correct, as long as the scan looks right. Okay. So, so Kevin, okay, so, okay, Kevin discovered a whole lot of things, so let me go back a little bit, because even as a real estate agent, I now uh, also work with insured title agencies, so I have a desk in the office, and I hear everybody talking about things, and so even as a real estate agent, I had no idea, honestly, how easily this could be done because of all of the things that Kevin just mentioned. Florida, we have the sunshine laws, which are great because it keeps a lot of transparency, but it also makes so much information available to people who have nefarious ideas about it. So there's that. So it's all public record, including your actual signature. And then, Nobody's fact-checking anything, so I was really shocked about that too. The county recorder's office no, owes no obligation to make sure that anything is accurate because they look at that notary stamp. So the notary stamp is supposed to be, this is the person who witnessed these documents, who checked the IDs, who made sure everything is correct. Well, guess what? You can fake a notary stamp. You can, I had no idea how easy that could be. And then they don't actually go, okay, we're going to record this and make sure that, you know, John Smith actually does have a accurate and up-to-date notary stamp. They just, there's a stamp, I can read it, you paid the filing fees, we're done. So you can fake a notary stamp. And then with the e-recording, like Kevin also said, no one from the office goes to the courthouse with pieces of paper with original ink signatures and files them in front of a person. It can all be done online. So again, if you have access to this type of system, you can just be churning out fake documents and submitting them. And then, like Kevin said, Nobody, no, nobody is checking you, and if you continue, so if you and Dina keep continuing paying your mortgage payment, you don't know anything is wrong, your lender doesn't know anything is wrong, you're paying your mortgage, you think you're good, until somebody comes knocking on the door and says, excuse me, um, you're in our house, and they can show you paperwork saying, oh no, the, the rightful owner of this is, I just stole your house, LLC.
Wow. Then so, what do you do? So, okay, so, so um, just one moment. When, okay. you, when you get that knock on the door that says, okay, you know, this is my home, whatever the case may be, is that, are you saying that that is the original perpetrator? Probably so not. Let, let's, okay. play, let's play a couple of scenarios out. Okay. Um, the, um, the example that I've used in a few of our meetings, we, we uh, host a bi-monthly seminar, and I, uh, one of our partners is uh, my neighbor. He lives four doors up from me, and he is a um, health insurance professional, and I stole his property. I stole... Um, Rob, well, we, we stole his property. Yeah. I, was, I didn't actually steal it. I was it. sort of his um, accomplice, but just hypothetically. It was hypothetically. fake, it was pretend. Right. Um, it's kind of like, like, <laughs> like when, uh, when, when you knowingly go to a house to try to break in to see if it's penetratable, right? Is that, is That's that a show. Kinda, that kinda was a show. Idea? There was yeah. actually a show on A&E where people would sign up and they're like, yep, yeah, watch, this is how easy it is for us to break into your house. Yeah, so, so same kind of premise. With yeah, so, so you and Dina are hanging out and... I take title to your property from a public record standpoint. Okay. I also pay off your mortgage, or your mortgage is satisfied, and allegedly. I, yeah. But but you didn't really pay it off. No. Okay. No, you're still making your payments. Yes. So your lender doesn't care, doesn't bother you or talk to you as long as you're making your payments. Mm -hmm. Correct. So then what I do is I. So there's no red flag there from correct. the lender. So I just okay. I just chill for a few months, probably probably three months. There's a thing called seasoning that lenders want to see and. I'm not going to take your property. I'm going to I'm going to refinance your property in this this example. So I'm going to own your property as far as anyone knows for three months. You're still there. <clears throat> Let's say it's a five hundred thousand dollar house. So three months from now, I go to a lender and an innocent lender. They're not in cahoots with me or anything like uh -huh. that. And I say, hey, three three and a half months ago, I brought bought this property with cash. Here's proof. <clears throat> they do their due diligence. They look in the tax records. They can tell that I own the property. Everything has changed. It's in my name. I've owned it long enough for their for the the end lender to be okay with um, the seasoning, which is the period of time of ownership. Okay. And I think that's important to point out. So the ultimate motive here is to capture funds from a mortgage that you're trying to obtain based on your newly found ownership yeah. of this property, yes. which you kind of glommed through these yes. technical things. So I've got decent credit. I'm going to walk in and say, I, I own this property free and clear, as you can see. Mm -hmm. The lender is going to do their job and order a title commitment from an innocent title company. Okay. And that title company is going to look at the public records and assume that everything is correct. They're going to say, here's Here's where uh, Mr. Overstreet purchased the property, and then a week or two later, there's the satisfaction of mortgage from uh, David and Dina's uh, mortgage lender. So we're good to go. Let's do a new loan. <clears throat> but I don't want to do, I can't do a 90% loan because that's going to require an, an appraisal. An appraisal inspection. Mm. And you're hanging out at your house, so I can't have an appraiser show up. <clears throat> so I find a loan product such as a 60% line of credit or something like that, <clears throat> and I say, I'll take that. Whatever whatever doesn't require an inspection or an appraisal of the property. Right. And there's a lot, right now, there's a lot going on with access to hard money lenders out there, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And all they're really concerned about is your equity position, yep. looking at, you know, what you're trying to borrow. So uh, there would be a huge opportunity there to yes. go to hard money lenders. <clears throat> so I do that to you while I'm also doing it to... 20 other people at the same time, mm -hmm. and take a 60% line of credit against your property. I just took $300,000, and it's my money. Mm. And you're still making your payments. And it could, it could go on. It could literally, as long as I, the crook, not a crook, but in this okay. example I am, as long as I make the payments on the line of credit, which mm -hmm. I could use the line of credit to do, then no one is the wiser. And until you go to sell or refinance, no one's going to catch anything. You're going to go to and try to sell your property, and you're not going to be, the your realtor is going to look and say, well, according to taxes and title, you, you don't own the property. 
And then you're in a world of hurt because then you have to undo all of these things. You have many lawyers who get involved. You have the, the new lender, the old lender, the new title company. The title company is the real victim, the new one, mm -hmm. because they're going to have a the, you're going to have an ironclad title claim against them. <clears throat> and all of this costs money, takes a ton of time, and no one knows how to deal with it yet. That's that's right. part of the big problem. Is when you <clears throat> let me just back sure. up a moment. When you say the new title company is the one that's going to have kind of uh, left holding the ball, if you would, it's because that new title company, like you mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. is insuring everything from that point backward, right? Right. And they just came into the picture and accepted all this documentation. They're, they're insuring that the fake satisfaction of mortgage was legit, mm -hmm. and they're insuring the new lender's financial position in the property, which is not valid. So that new lender is going to say, well, I have a title insurance policy, a lender's policy. Remember, there's two types of title insurance, one for the owners and one for the owner's lender. Okay. So, that, so the owner, the crook's lender, has a policy saying they have a $300,000 first position lien against this property, and they're going to make a title claim, and they're going to get paid. And then they're going to sue everyone. Right. The title company is. And so, so David, go ahead. sorry to interrupt. No, go right ahead, Jenny. Guess whose title policy has no claim? Yours. Yours. Mine. Right. Because it only because took care of the past before from I the, bought the home. From the two years ago, the day that you bought it, your title policy only covers you from the past. So even though this crook came in, fraudulently took title, when you discover all of this and go, okay, well, I'm going to make a claim on my title insurance policy, mm -hmm. they're going to say, you don't have no. a policy. No, you're pol I'm sorry. As you're as you're as not you, covered. This, yeah. does, this doesn't affect us. This does not involve us. So as soon as right. you have sold your property and there's a new owner's so policy. So the people you think you have peace of mind with are... And, really it's, and they're there. not doing anything they're wrong. Not doing anything they're wrong. not, not uh, living up to the obligation yeah. of the insurance policy that they issued you. Right? Correct. Well, it's a misconception right. with me as the consumer that I have this insurance, but right. actually it was purchased because it was taking care of whatever happened previous to me owning the property. Right. So Your um, title policy protects you from, you know, you bought it from Jane Smith and nobody knew that Jane Smith had a daughter. Right. And she comes and says, oh no, my mom couldn't have sold you this house because I I have part ownership in it even though she had passed away. Gotcha. So then if Jane Smith comes around or her daughter comes around, then that's where your title policy protects you. Well, let's start unpacking a couple things because, you know, one, you know, it's a testament to the show 62 who knew to bring this topic out front yes. as it's early it's in its early stages because the first thing I think of is, you know, um, I think about, you know, oh my gosh, if this is actually taking place, if this is going on, how come we're not hearing about this in the news? How come we're not, this isn't on Fox 13, our local uh, Fox, Fox network? What's going on here? Are we going to see this on 60 Minutes? What's happening? Because it kind of reminds me of the income tax scam that became so big and prevalent, not only in Florida, but in Tampa Bay, where identities were stolen, checks were getting, and we were in the millions, and they were not prosecuting them because the laws hadn't really caught up with what was going on. So maybe That's, speak on it's, that. It's That's where you, we're at. It's funny you mentioned that because I was actually a victim of that about eight years ago, and it was a few thousand dollars that whoever stole my identity just for tax fraud, mm -hmm. um, they received that money. And when I was talking to my CPA, I said, so what happens now? Is, does someone go after these people? Is there some type of prosecution? And he said that they consider it economic stimulus. Stimulus. Economic stimulus. Yeah. So let's have, let's have all Crime these criminals steal millions of dollars, and instead of prosecuting it, we'll just not. Wow. So and, and with the, the, the title fraud is one of the fastest 
it's, believe it or not, it's one of the fastest growing white collar crimes in America um, because of the ready access to public records and the internet. The internet gives mm -hmm. us, I mean, the internet's fantastic, but what I think has to happen at some point or will happen at some point, there'll be some type of legislation to maybe undo a little bit of the, um, the, the information act or whatever it's called, right. saying, look, some of this shouldn't be available Should or they lock it down. Or... So, yes, yeah, something like that. But we are light years away from that. And the important thing with with title fraud is to catch it quickly. Mm -hmm. right. And that, that whole scenario that I went through where you have to hold the property for a while and then think about another scenario of free and clear properties, vacation homes, <clears throat> VRBO. So mm -hmm. VRBO, Airbnb, those types mm -hmm. of things. Think of all the South Florida homes that are um, vacant uh, mm -hmm. during the non-snowbird months because the people are up north and they're renting them out to vacationers and things like that. Well, those are prime because they are vacant. Right. So guess what? I go and I rent, and again, I'm not doing these things, but <laughs> I go and I rent one of those for the week, have some copies made of the keys, do the title fraud thing that we just talked about, and then go back down there a week or two later and, tell, and find a realtor, an innocent realtor, and say, I've got this $2 million vacation home that I'd like to sell. I'm in a rush, I want cash only, I'll do it for 1.5. And then it's gone. Right, right. And I'm gone. Yeah, because I'm it. calling right. all my investors right then. I'm like, hey, yeah. I got this hot deal. Yeah. Great deal, yeah. Right, exactly. and I don't, I'm none the wiser, right? But um, let's talk about this as well because I think this is important. Jenny, and I'll, I'll go to you, just how many title, I mean, you guys are bringing this to the forefront right now. We're talking about it on the show, but what is the consciousness and the awareness with other title companies, do you feel? I mean, is this something that other title companies are talking about daily or? So, okay, uh, speaking as a real estate agent, no. And here's what I find shocking about this is uh, your earlier question was, why isn't this in the news? Why isn't this on your eyewitness investigative team? Or why aren't we seeing more stories of this online? And it's because, number one, the, the, the law is trying to catch up with the crime. So we do have laws on the books, Florida statutes, that say title theft is a crime. However... Florida, so I looked it up, the Federal Trade Commission reports that Florida is the number one fraud reported state in the country. The fraud shine state. But the fraud shine state, <laughs> the we're fraud not, not we sh I don't think we should be proud of that necessarily. <laughs> right. But our local authorities are inundated. They can't even catch up with it. And I've even heard that, hey, if, if we're not cracking a million dollars, I'm sorry, but you need to figure this out for yourself. Law enforcement agencies are saying that because they just do not have the manpower to prosecute. And so, you know, your family home that you could have built with your husband 50 years ago, and yes, it's worth $250,000, and that's not just like a drop in the bucket, but... It's not a million, so I'm sorry, uh, you, it's on you to figure this out and, and unravel this theft that has happened to you. And as I was saying to David earlier, okay, if someone steals your car, th that property is now gone, you call the police, you give them your VIN number, and they attempt to locate your car. But if someone steals your house, it's not like it's not there anymore. Right, you're still so there. The co I feel like the concept is still a little bit like the cloud. People don't necessarily think that it's a thing, but unfortunately, criminals know that it's a thing. And the reason that I think seniors are maybe some of the most vulnerable is because if you own your home outright and you don't have a mortgage on it, 
or if one or more of the people in the home is now in a care facility and not living in the home full time, or if you're a snowbird and you're renting it out as a vacation home. There's so many uh, opportunities there. Uh, also, if you don't have a, a clear line of succession, like what if you're not able to pay the taxes anymore? Do you have a family member or a, a child, a loved one that's coming in and, and taking care of your home when you can't anymore? If the answer is no, then these are the people that these criminals are going after first. They're like mm -hmm. <clears throat> the most the most susceptible because for you and Dina, you're actually living in the house, you have an active mortgage, can it be done? I mean, Kevin proved it can be done. Is it more likely that they're probably going after your grandparents whose house is totally paid off, who they've been living in it for 40 years and nobody's even gonna think the wiser? Right, they're always gonna take the shortest path Correct. to success with that. And I think it's important to point out that we're not talking about some necessarily some computer guru with Microsoft that no. has this way to do this, right? We're talking about average people that figure out a few things to do online to make this work. I hate to say it, but we're probably talking mostly about title people. Um, if you think yeah. about if you think about the amount of um, the last time you purchased a home, particularly if you had a mortgage, the the amount of information that that title company that the people at that title company have access to, and it's not just identity theft, but if. Uh, there there are hundreds of title companies in Florida, and most of them are great, especially us. Um, <laughs> however, those are the people that have access to all of those all that information mm -hmm. and and they understand the process because they're title people sure and so um, whatever title company you're working with you need to do some due diligence with them because it is required in the state of Florida that a person be a licensed title agent mm -hmm. at, the, at the office but only one it's mm -hmm. not required that everyone is which is unusual and there aren't background checks on a lot of these people right can, and a lot of the people that work in the back offices that have access to these to all of this information to all of these files Nine times out of ten, they're fantastic people doing a great job and working hard for their families. Mm -hmm. But what about the one out of ten? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's it, it's a little bit scary to uh, to to be trusting that much information from your clients or yourself to someone that you really don't know. Right. You know? Right. And sure. In the scenario that we were talking about earlier, if you're the new buyer, so say that. Um, one option is, okay, I'm going to refinance the property and that's how I'm going to get money out of it. The other option is that these fraudulent companies, they create a shell company, they steal your title, and then they sell it off to an unsuspecting third party. So if you're that buyer, you would hope that the title company that represents you in that transaction, there's somebody who's been in the business and is experienced and knows how to look at these documents and can see that, wait a minute, this notary stamp doesn't look right. or hey, th this name is misspelled because here it's here, but here it's here, but wait a minute. So not only is it a typo, but the signature has a typo so in Jenny, it So Jenny, does that actually happen? Because it's happening right now. Um, this is a real thing. Like yeah. I, I, can't, I can't speak specifics. Well, it's, but, an, it's an ongoing investigation, so we certainly right, can't. However, right. um, our title company did uncover, or helped uncover uh, recently um, a nefarious person who uh, was, without getting into details, basically finding out when people died mm -hmm. with free and clear properties. Death certificates aren't always, aren't necessarily automatically recorded in public record. So they exist in the Office of uh, Vital Statistics or whatever it's called in Florida, mm -hmm. and, but they don't necessarily go into the clerk's office and record the death certificate. Okay. So the county clerk doesn't know that someone died. Someone finds out, finds out that someone died and creates a fake deed from the deceased person to themselves 
They own the property. Done. And okay. there's no one there. So, and they, so they literally sell the property. And this, we've seen, in this scenario, dozens of these. And that's just in Pinellas County. And, and like Kevin said say. earlier, <laughs> even though this person is deceased, no one at the county recorder's <coughs> office is going, oh, uh, James Brown is deceased by five years. He couldn't have signed five days ago. Nobody is double-checking that unless you have the kind of person at the title company who has a extreme attention to detail and is really looking over these documents and that's the difference I think that sometimes even as even as a real estate agent and I've been in the business not as long as um, Kevin has but you think oh the title company is just a title company and they're just like making sure that this person owns it and then making me sign 1,000 papers when I buy it and that's it and so they're all they're all created equal but this experience and honestly having a desk in the office and listening to everything they are not created equal absolutely not and you as a consumer if you're a buyer or a seller talk to the title company you know your real estate agent can absolutely recommend people but it's your property that you're going to be living in talk to these title people ask them how long that they've been in business or what kind of awards and things that they've had because the consequences could be you buy a house that the seller didn't have the right to sell to you and then what do you do? And unfortunately, the what do you do at that point is still a who knew. Right. It's still who a, knows. It's still a. It's still a. The authorities. Who knew. Good job. Yeah, it's, <laughs> good, good, great way to plug that. <laughs> a segue right in there. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's because the authorities haven't figured all of this out yet and exactly how to pursue it. Right. It's not that they're not doing their jobs. It's that the laws have just not caught up with the sophistication of this crime. Gotcha, well, I gotcha. think I think in general, um, especially with the new types of crimes that are happening between wire fraud and title fraud and these things, <clears throat> laws, the legal system is very reactive, obviously. So they're always reacting to the new whatever the new crime wave is. <clears throat> I can sure. go back a few years ago where uh, our escrow account came under attack, our, our wiring instructions <clears throat> that that tell people this is how you send money to us. Right. Well, those those go to everyone. They go to every lender, mm -hmm. and that's how incoming money comes to us. And that's fine. So always been okay, right? No, because the crooks figured out that they could take those wiring instructions and then software and printers have become so advanced that they're able to make cashier's checks that look better than a lot of cashier's, cashier's checks. Right. And it was this huge Craigslist scam. And I'll go, go off track a little bit here, but basically you're, you have a lawnmower on Craigslist for $50. <clears throat> so I call you and say, I want that lawnmower. Now let's say it's 250. <clears throat> I want that lawnmower. I'm going to send you a check for 250. You say, okay, great. And then I send you a check for 2,500. <clears throat> and then you're, I don't want your lawnmower. <clears throat> and you're not a bad guy. So you call me or whatever. You reach out to me and say, you wrote me a check for way too much. And I said, oh, my stupid accountant. She, she added a zero. Right. Tell you what. So that's 2,500. You wanted 250. So you owe me 2,250. Send me 2,200 for your trouble. Keep the 50 bucks. I'll be by Thursday to get the lawnmower. Right. <clears throat> Chances are you're not going to do that, David, because you're a smart guy. Right. But if I do that to 100 people a day, yeah. a few of them will bite. And we yes. had dozens and dozens of these fake checks that looked fantastic mm -hmm. going through our bank. <clears throat> bank wouldn't catch it necessarily because banks have so much stuff going on and so mm -hmm. many, so many mm -hmm. fraudulent mm -hmm. things and good things. <clears throat> and uh, we ended up having to shut down the escrow account. And then that happened to hundreds of title companies ar around the nation. So all of us decided no more checks, wires only. Wires are safe, right? <laughs> and now guess what the yes. big deal is? A wire wire fraud. fraud. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to go back to cash and fax machines. <laughs> none of these email hackings. And, you um, can send it by right. Pony Express Courier right. <laughs> with your gold bullion. <laughs> so, you know, we've talked, we've kind of gone over this whole 
kind of scenario of what's happening. Um, it's it's becoming more common, like we talked about in, in the beginning, than than what you might ex expect. Um, but let's talk about the solution. Are there any solutions, or is there any way that I'm going to be able to sleep tonight? <laughs> uh, no. Besides well, the five I things. Well, I mean, you're taking care of a five essential things, so I think <laughs> right? probably. But yes, all hope is not lost. Uh, Kevin has a a great way to actually protect your home and your investment. Okay, let's talk about that. Do share. Let's do. So the um, the first step is to get a title checkup. Okay. A title checkup. Which I don't know if that's a real term, but I, I just made it up, so now it is. <clears throat> so a title checkup, uh, we're going to offer that today, tonight, to anyone watching the show in Florida. We only handle the state of Florida. And uh, it's simply, you call our office and give us a little bit of information. We're not going to steal identity or anything like that. And we're going to do a search of the public record for your property and report back to you that there are no problems or that there are problems or <clears throat> whatever the case may be. Okay. So that's, that's step one. And then step two is to um, enter into a title monitoring service that we have created. And it's um, right now it's only we're kind of in 1.0 uh, mode, I guess. Yes. Okay. So right now we're just offering it to people that close at our title companies after they close, the, the buyers. Okay. However, we expect to, we hope to put that, uh, make that a um, open to the general public type of service okay. that we can offer. And that would be a monthly monitoring service where we would check each month. Because remember, the timing is important. The, the guy comes in or the person comes in and creates that fake deed, takes, your, takes title to your property. If we catch it soon, then it's very simple to stop. Okay. Then it is typically not a lawyer. Not I think that's important. Advice. Yes. Yeah, so, so if it happens two weeks ago, they, haven't, they probably haven't sold your property yet. They probably haven't refinanced your property. Okay. So what's very easy to do is what's called a quiet title suit where you simply say to the court, get a lawyer. It's going to cost a few hundred dollars. Lawyer says something like, hey, court, um, the, the title is David and Dina's, not this guy's, Okay. period. And the crook has to come in and defend the fact that it's his title, which he's not going to do. Right. He's right. not yeah. going to show up if he's smart. Yeah. And if he does, the bailiff has handcuffs <laughs> right, and right, right. he can take him out in that. So timing is very, very important to catch it quickly before all of those steps happen and everyone, everyone has to get legal people involved and spend a lot of time and money. Okay. So as of right now, if this is not a service that you are offering in this monitoring, this is coming soon, but as of right now, anyone who would be your client, who someone, a seller of a property. Someone comes to you, hey, I want to sell my home. I want you to be my title company. Um, they get your title insurance. From that point forward, your current clients are now are going to have that monitoring service is just part of the, the normal service, right? Yeah, so the buyer. The buyer. The buyer. Yeah. Okay. So the seller sells to the buyer. Okay. And the buyer, um, I've actually told a couple people this at closing and I decided to stop saying it because they didn't like it. But okay. basically, congratulations on your new home. You're now eligible for title fraud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's maybe a not a good way to start like, off. But, you know, that's right. not the happy story that you want to have on day. <laughs> no, no, maybe it, the it, next day is a good day. Yeah, yeah. Wait 24 day hours. Okay. Right. Um, yes. Well, you're eligible, but we're going to protect you from it. Right. So for those folks, we do have um, a company called Title Update. Okay. And you can check it out at uh, title-update.com. So a okay. hyphen in between title and update. Okay. And that is um, that's a place where you can learn more about why this happens, how this happens, and how we help prevent it okay. through, through, through the service. Okay. That, that same model is what we're expecting to very soon, hopefully within the next few months, okay. be able to offer to 
everyone in Florida. Yes. Okay. Um, Perfect. Yeah. So I did see that they um, put up on the screen, if you would like to order your title checkup, you can go to insured-title.com, so it's right, right there on the screen, and when you go, that is the Insured Title Agency main website. It's like a mirror. <laughs> it's, right, it's right there. Right. Um, dancing was one of the things that helps to keep you young. Dancing I think, is probably okay, on the list. That's in, that was it's like number seven. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> it's down below somewhere down there. Well, I got smiling so far. Today. I just fell in love with the top five. I couldn't yes. go beyond that. No, no, keep it, keep it, and <laughs> on a good note. Uh, but yes, if you go to insuretitle.com, then there is a tab. Look for under four sellers, and there's a drop down that says for seniors. So that gives you a little bit more information about what we've talked about today and the ability to put your contact information and request your free title checkup. And like Kevin said, we're not going to be asking for all of your personal information, so no social security number, anything. All we need are who are the correct names and what is the address. And right now, it's just limited to the state of Florida. If you live in a different state, then check with your local property appraiser or county recorder's office, and they can point you in the right direction because everybody in the entire country should be able to do this. Maybe Canada and Japan, I'm not sure, but definitely anywhere in the United States, you should be able to double check that your property is still recorded in your own name. And more than likely it is, and so thank goodness for that, but in that off chance that it's not, then you have now, right now, to do something about that. And what I learned, I had no idea about the quiet title uh, suit. And like Kevin said, we're not attorneys, so we can't do that for you, but we can certainly refer you if you need uh, a reference to someone who can handle that. But what I thought was great about that, that I learned, is that basically puts a stopping point. So even if somebody has stolen your title, and then they're trying to sell it to a new buyer, and they're going to a completely unsuspecting professional title company who does a great job and is going to be issuing that new buyer a new owner's policy, they're going to see like a big red flag, this quiet title, and it's going to cause questions and at least protect your home from going to a third party and give you enough time to get your coin appointment, go in front of the judge, and get the situation reversed before the damage is done and the person is knocking on your door and saying, hey, I own this house now, what are you doing here? Mm -hmm. yeah. And not to, not to raise the fear level even more, uh, because I know this is, we're, we're not helping number five, which is relax uh, very much by, by, um, by opening everyone's eyes to this. But one Listen, thing- the internet is still open right now, it's 24 hours a day, so you can get going on this yeah. right now. But keep, right. But keep in mind, um, when, by the time we're talking about these things, mm -hmm. the crooks that are perpetrating these crimes yes. are way ahead of us. Yeah. And we've been talking about sort of a one-on-one, -on -one, so I'm gonna take your property and I stole my neighbor's property and things like that. But think about ID theft. Think about identity theft uh, where, it, where it's on a huge scale. Think about bad mortgage people, bad title people. If, if a crook had a bunch of identity theft professionals helping them and also had a mortgage broker who's approved with maybe 10 or 50 different lenders mm -hmm. that he, he or she can take different applications to and everyone's committing fraud and they've got a title company that's handling all of this money and faking everything, this, mm -hmm. this will happen, I promise you, mark my words, that this will happen on a large scale. At some point it'll probably start in Florida because we, <laughs> we're the best. <Yeah>. And, <laughs> 
it's going to happen. It's going to be a, a, maybe a one-time hit where hundreds or thousands of properties, because of the 67 counties or whatever that are in Florida, nearly all of them are as, as accessible as we've talked about. You literally go to a website and you put in a person's name, yes. and there's every document that's ever been recorded for them and an image of it. So there are people working on it right now to steal on a very large scale. Yeah. One of the best scams I ever heard of happened in Florida maybe 15 years ago, maybe more, maybe 20. I guess I've been doing this 22 years, see, so yeah, about 20 years, 20 years ago, and um, every time you bought a home with a mortgage, most of the time, <clears throat> that mortgage gets sold to a new investor, a new lender, and you get a letter that says, hey, your, uh, for example, your Bank of America loan is now with Citibank. Right. Nothing changes about your payment yeah. or your terms or whatever, you're mm -hmm. just going to make a check out to Citibank. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, all at once, tens of thousands or maybe hundreds of thousands of people all at the same time, got a letter saying, hey, you're, it, was, it was a little more vague because they didn't know the details of your mortgage. Right. Say, your mortgage has now been sold to us. Send your whatever, check Whatever us was, send your check here. And let's say it was a few hundred thousand people, and again, it happened all at once, and maybe 2% of them fell for it, or 10, or 20%, who knows? Because right. it seems pretty innocent. I'm sure it was a very well-written letter. And so they sent a check. Whoever did that disappeared with tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. And they could have and only needed a, to do it one time and get one payment from just the right amount of people. Yeah, you couldn't do it twice. And then there you go, you're good. Yeah. You don't need to keep going. Well, I think, you know, uh, first of all, the audience can tell by your emotions, uh, Kevin and Jenny, uh, that how you, you take this personally, because you're seeing it every day in your office, you're seeing red flags or this or that. And um, so I commend you for coming on the show and getting that out for us. And you guys are... Typically, just knowing you, you're ahead of things in a lot of different areas, and I know well, that you. one of, yeah, no worries. And one <laughs> of the things that you're ahead of, and, and and now that we've covered that topic, the obvious thing to do would be to reach out to get the title check that they've offered just as a free, mm -hmm. hey, let's just check and make sure everything is kosher, and then, of course, follow up later to see updates on this title monitoring service. But now that we've covered that, I want to give, we have about, you know, five, ten minutes left in the show. So I also want real quick, just a real quick synopsis, because you are a title company. True. There are a lot of, uh, uh, of our audiences considering maybe selling a home in the near future. They're going to be looking for a title company, or oftentimes, obviously, the realtor is going to recommend a title company or someone that they do business with. You do some incredible things, by the way, both of you, for realtors in our local area. I participate in your events. They're amazing. You guys pour into realtors, which really ultimately is pouring into consumers. So um, one of the things that you do is something very innovative called the property prequal. Can mm -hmm. we get a like a real short synopsis in the next five minutes? Whew, five minutes okay. to talk about that. So before, I've been talking about it for two years. <laughs> okay, really quick before you do the property prequal, Kevin, can you give everybody the phone number for insured title oh, agency? Because yes. we gave the website, but if you're not, if you don't want to have to jump on the computer, that's not necessary either. Give us a call. Everyone in the office is expecting that call um, tomorrow morning. Internet is open 24 hours, but ITA reports to work at 8 a.m., so give us a call. And, and the number is? It's 813-855-3585. And if you just mentioned 62 Who Knew, um, everyone in the office will know what you're talking about. And we'll be happy to do the title checkup for you. We're not, not going to charge you any money for it. Um, we're also not obligating you to use our title company or anything like that. It's simply a service um, kind of as a thank you to Michael um, and, and David for having us on the show. And it's um, as, as David alluded to, this is something that that we hate, because uh, quite frankly, yeah. um, 
in the scenario that we talked about, the, the, the title company's underwriter is eventually who pays the price for this. And what does that do? It drives title premiums up, it drives our profit down, and it makes, um, it makes the world a worse place. So I would love to stop this. It's not something that we can stop, but if we can, it, it's kind of like living on a cul-de-sac versus a busy street or having, having an alarm system versus not having one. <clears throat> Someone's going to get robbed. Yes. Someone in your neighborhood is going to get robbed, and let's make it not you by mm -hmm. protecting you. So uh, call us, 813-855-3585, and we will take care of you. And then in the future, if you sell or refinance, we'd love to be your title company, of course, <laughs> uh, but that's not, our, that's not our angle here. Our angle is to help you. And it's not a victimless crime because, honestly, like, uh, when researching this and, and I was kind of fact-checking, like, is this really a thing? How, how often is this really happening? There's a story out of South Florida where a woman inherited a home from her mother and her mother passed away and somebody came in, stole the title, sold it to a third party, which was basically just an investment company. This investment company said, hey, we own this house now. You have to go. And she was homeless for seven months. Wow. And did she get it? Did she ultimately get her house back? She did. It took three years. So she was homeless for seven months, and then it took three years for her to basically get her own house back, and she did nothing wrong. So let us help you get protected so that you catch it before anything else happens, before it goes any further down the line. So well, property prequel. Property prequel. <laughs> we probably have about three minutes left. I don't know if you can do it that fast, but go ahead and go for it. Um, Six minutes. Would you buy a used car without a Carfax report? 20 years ago, yes. Now, no. And we have created uh, basically a Carfax report for homes, for used homes. Most homes that you purchase are used, and it is, uh, it's about 10 different companies, including our title company, that do um, preliminary work when you list your property before you go to sell, before the buyer comes along, and it is a, it's a look under the hood, a look under the roof, as Jenny says, and it is, um, it's a fantastic way to create transparency and to make your buyer, to help your buyer be assured that they're purchasing a property that's in great condition and doesn't have any problems, not just the physicality of the property, but so many different things, and there's no way I could do this in three minutes, but um, maybe we'll be back well, on the show. Well, maybe I can help you with one thing, and okay. Jenny, you can chime in too sure. as, as, as a realtor. Um, essentially, when we uh, sell a home, when we go under contract, yes. at that point, things begin to start happening that work toward that closing. Certain things that have to happen, inspection, appraisal, all these different things that line up, right? Yes. What we're really talking about here is getting a lot of that done before we even go under contract. Yeah, we're, crea we're creating time. So a lot of times you have a, um, a buyer comes along and wants to buy the property immediately. And then all of these things start. Real estate agents are, typical, are, are accustomed to starting all of these things at contract. No, right. back up, create time started at listing and there's no cost no cost until closing just like it just like if it was started at contract and it's just a once um, once we created and, and figured out exactly how this works and we see how how much more quickly properties are selling and how they're selling for more more money it's it would be crazy not to do this. Yeah, like, this I would is, never list a property. Th this is incredible. This is an opportunity if you're a realtor because there's still lots of realtors that aren't aware of this because it's a unique to insured title yes, agencies. So um, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to Kevin and Jenny and ask those questions because as a realtor, I know if I can have all of that ahead of time already done, yes. I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer, right? So make it sure really, that you reach out. It same website, so the insured-title.com, and if you go to the four sellers, because this is a, we do it for the seller, so that they can offer that car fact, house facts report uh, to prospective buyers. And David's right; 
traditional real estate says you list the property, you go under contract with a buyer, and then that's the trigger for making sure they have clear title, making sure there's no open permits or liens against the property, getting the inspection done. And so that's, that's fine, but then you leave all of these open loopholes where something might come up. And I have to say like, uh, Matt that works in Sure Title Agency, he is the title manager and he is amazing. He will, he, he's like, he gets excited if there's a challenge on title uh, other than somebody fraudulently owning it. But <laughs> crazy things to come up, unsatisfied mortgages, um, can't even think of all the things, a, a well that seven people all use but only six people have it in their legal description. I mean, just the craziest kind of stuff. And he will, he takes no prisoners. He's like, I'm going to figure out how to fix this. We are closing this. And the answer is never no. Um, but that's a difference when you've got a great title company. But if you're pulling all of this information as soon as you have a listing agreement as that listing agent and you're giving that information to the buyer, not before they write a contract and pay for an inspection, but before they've even had to walk out the front door, they can see all of this information. You are doing such a service that's going above and beyond and giving every, so now everybody's on the same page. So there's not any missing components or information to this transaction and you're able to close it faster. Seller can get moving and buyer can move in and everybody's happy. The, the property prequal bottom line is the bottom line, which is we have the data. We've, we've done close to 100 of these properties uh, with the prequal and it's a fact that the properties go under contract faster, the properties sell faster, I think it's 12 days faster on average, yes. and they sell for about 1% more. <clears throat> so if a $200,000 house is gonna sell for $2,000 more, partially at least enlarged because of the property prequel, why wouldn't you do this? Yeah, and I know, no I know you have a lot of people in the audience intrigued, especially realtors at this, at this point because they're trying to figure out, okay, how's all this stuff happening at a time? Um, but one of the things to point out, I think, is probably the most important part of that from, from my perspective is that those things that do go wrong, those things that come up that you're checking ahead of time, you're, you're finding out before anyone is emotionally bought in, right? Correct. I mean, because when you find these things out two, three, four weeks in, they're heartbreakers, not only for the potential buyers and sellers, but also for, you know, a humble little real estate agent yeah. that has yes. a commission coming, right? They're, they're at least red flags. I mean, think a, a crazy simple example is, let's say there's an open permit on a property. Mm -hmm. So typically, no one does a permit search until the contract. Well, now you have a buyer involved, emotionally involved, that they find out, oh, there's an open permit. What the heck is that for? Was there a problem with the work that was done? And it, it creates all of these questions. Sure. Or, what am I getting into? Or we could go back in time to listing, find the open permit, get it closed before yes. a buyer. But we don't know who the buyer is. We haven't met this person yet. Right. So not only does it help with that, but it also, imagine you're the listing agent on a property and next door is a property just like it. You have a property prequel and they don't. And you have one buyer that's going to choose between the two homes and he's in a rush. Is he going to choose the one that's already been pre-qualified or one that is full of question marks? Uh, that's, that's, a great, that's a great point. It's a great point. So, um, you know, we've got about a minute left. We've got one minute left. And I want to remind everyone, maybe you didn't tune in to the beginning of the show. And I think this was probably the most important part of the show today. Oh, yes. Was the five fun ways to live longer. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to review them real quick. Number one. The rest one, is all just fluff. Right. The rest you is all. You do want to live longer. You, right. And that's why you need to protect your home so you have somewhere to live longer in. Exactly. So number one was have more sex. Yes. And Michael Banner is going to fire me when he comes back next week. Uh, number two, drink red wine. 
Yes. Number three, eat dark chocolate. Not mm. necessarily Number four, <laughs> all smile, at the same time. <laughs> smile and relax. You know, those top okay. five things can all be done in one evening. That's my favorite part about yes. it. Those might be chronological, actually. Right? Exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Okay. So, hey. Um, thanks for tuning in. Thank, thank you, Michael you. Banner, for allowing me to come in and co-host or guest host today. I want to thank my guest, Kevin Overstreet, owner of Insured Title Agency, and Jenny Restrepo, also with Insured Title Agency thank and you. your local real estate expert. I want to thank you for tuning in. See you thank next you. week. Bye.